0: Welcome to Tech Talk Nation, talking about the latest tech, industry news, and hot topics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit our website at techtalknation.com.
1: Good evening and welcome to Tech Talk Nation. I'm your host, Matt Fitzgerald, and we have a show for you tonight. I am sure you have heard by now, but Facebook is down. Facebook has lost their connectivity. And that is one of the biggest things we have seen in tech news. As of right now, Uh, they are just starting to restore service. Um, But to get that main story out of the way for you, we got a lot coming for you today. We have things coming from Apple with some new bombshell allegations, or excuse me, Facebook. Um, Some new cool news with Blue Origin, as well as a familiar and fun robot dog making an appearance at a halftime show. So without further ado, uh, I am joined once again by my co-host, Matt grislow and ryan eastman how are you guys doing tonight
2: ryan have we made peace are you you well
1: i am well how are you all right well i'm doing well (laughs) there you go there you go you guys uh (laughs) we're have a lot to talk about (laughs) on a couple articles today Um, uh heated
0: (laughs) pre-show we had a little bit of a heated pre-show
1: here I had a heated pre-show. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. For sure. But yeah, we're super excited to be with you today. Um, and we have a lot of news to get into. Uh, Grizzlow, not sure if you want to do your social media um, plug before we uh, get started today, but uh, want to get right into it.
2: Yeah, uh, just follow us on social media. If today's proven anything, it's that uh, you can never rely on one uh, social media service. So we have three uh, social media accounts across three different platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So when Facebook and Instagram fail, at least you can count on Twitter because we did post. So please follow us there uh, to get the news and updates about when we are uh, live, when we're going live, when we're going to be on YouTube. Um, And then also, of course, if you're not watching live, you can check us out on the other podcast sites, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the other guys. But uh, yeah, that's
1: it. There you go. Well... I tell you one thing, if any of those platforms have you log in with Facebook, you may have had a tough time today, because today, Facebook had a major outage. Um, They were offline for about six hours today, um, around one o'clock Eastern time, uh, six hours and counting, actually. Um, And basically, I'll, I'll go into all of the technical details about this in a little bit, but there's not much more to talk about like facebook went offline one of the companies that prides itself on full uptime and their architectures and all of the things they've developed that failed today and i don't know about you guys but if facebook could blow hosting a website for six hours at their scale i don't think any other company uh should feel that bad about having a little tiny bit of downtime
0: there. that had a rough go, as they say.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Um, to me, actually the biggest, um, the biggest one for me, and I actually think Amazon web service would probably be the worst one and that's happened. There's been AWS, uh, outages before. Um, and not that, uh, too long ago either the last one, um, but to me, actually, the biggest impact that this has, not the social media side of things, it's the Facebook sign inside side of things, right? There so you, you go. It into all of your accounts, all of your sites, whatever. Um, yeah, when Facebook's gone, you can't use those. Um, I totally forgot about that because it happened to me once before. Uh, and I was thinking about it today as the shutdown was uh, – well, it's still going on. That article was posted last updated like two hours ago. So that six hours is eight hours and counting, or more like, eh, two and a half
1: hour yeah, and a
2: half but still something like that it's a long time it's like nah it's like seven and a half hours um thank you guys ryan you said that instagram's back up so we're getting back yeah, up I'm so facebook bad, should no be up reason. shortly but yeah um this is what happens be careful with, what you uh what you do for sign-ins don't put your eggs all in one basket um i've actually considered and i talked to you guys in the free show uh, switching to sign with apple um for some of the other accounts that allow me to also, just because it has some extra added benefits um, with privacy on my end, um, but yeah, don't rely on Facebook, guys, because uh, well, it could just be down, <laughs> well,
1: and you wouldn't know when you could get back on. Right, and that that's another thing too. Yeah. You you mention like logging with Facebook and putting all that stuff there, like you're really putting your eggs in one basket. And granted, this is a very very large anom- anomaly. Like th- this shouldn't have happened. Period. That that is it. What um, could have- So this is is why the question is why, and we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit in some, uh, theories Uh on that, but here, here is my, um, outside, uh, outside tech expert, I guess, looking in somebody who's worked with very large websites, very large platforms, uh, enterprise grade stuff, obviously not on the Facebook level, but in terms of, um, different services and things like that. In my opinion, what wound up happening is this. So the way that Facebook does their, offers their platform is they create what are called containers. And what these are is instead of having a physical computer on a shelf, they take that computer and squish it down into an image. They squish it down into like a disk, basically, of all of the operating system, all the files, all of that stuff. But then they take it one step further and they say, okay, we're going to take a specific part of the application and put it on its own computer. So we're going to take like an email service or a login service or a post ingest, like a post ingesting service. And we're going to put all of those on different computers and different little systems that we can replace as times go on. The problem with that becomes networking because that that service now needs to talk to the other service and needs to talk to the other service and so on and so on and so on so if your networking goes down you're you're dead in the water you have no clue how you can get x traffic to x computer to do x thing so my thought is that There's there's something with the way that they resolve the names that would cause this issue to go up because Mm. I I doubt they would code in the address for every single other thing this has to talk to. It probably goes into a pool and then gets chosen which one of these computers it goes to. So Mm. that's my thought.
0: I mean the way yeah yeah I don't know much about uh, how Facebook's actual structure works. Uh, it sounds way since you're describing it that way, like it's all very carpet
1: compartmentalized, so containerized.
0: I would, yeah, <laughs> sure, Container. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: there you go. That's that's the technical term. Containerized. Sure,
0: I'm using the I'm using the general term. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, and I
1: have no knowledge of any terms.
0: <laughs> I have approximate so this knowledge. This is of not my wheelhouse. Terms. So yeah, you'd I'd expect
1: one thing to go down, not it all to go down right and even though that's that's a, that's just a layer of the onion there like um, yeah. a layer of what's going on within their infrastructure so yeah mm-hmm. so like that i that's not a
0: bad theory because i mean you would expect one thing to go down not all of it to go down at once if it's all right. just
1: separate and i feel i my heart goes out to all those engineers who are working overtime <laughs> right now those
0: poor, poor those souls. poor people
1: Jeez. just trying to trying to get everything fixed and working working their their tails off to to get all the uh karens back on facebook so uh here we are today but anyway facebook has had a they've had a rough week in my opinion because i'm not sure if uh you guys saw the interview i unfortunately did not but I've last there you go. I've yeah. seen bits and pieces, but for all of those who haven't seen it, last night on sixty minutes, there was an interviewer with the whistleblower of Facebook who shared a lot of uh, confidential documents with the media. Um, I've her name is um, excuse me, I, I forget, I forget her name. Uh, Francis, yeah, Francis Hagen. So here's here's the uh, the article here. Um, basically, she had a sit-down interview on 60 Minutes and went over all of the, um, I, I don't want to say, all of the the less savory sides of Facebook. And this article written by Gizmodo is pretty biased, as a lot of the tech world is about Facebook. Um, however, it did have some very interesting facts in it. And thank you to uh, Grislow, I believe, for, for sending in this article. Um, yep. The... The a couple of things that I found interesting that were also we kind of predicted almost on Tech Talk Nation a while back is a couple of the facts. It said uh, the algorithm picks articles that will get uh, that will get you riled up and angry whenever you go on uh, Facebook because that drives engagement, which drives ad revenue. Um, they basically say that they dissolved the civic integrity uh, unit of Facebook uh, right before the insurrection. Um and after the election. After the election, correct. After yeah. the election, before the insurrection. And uh, basically they're saying that the amount of hate and misinformation that they they actually um, identify on the platform is a lot lower than Facebook actually claims. In addition, uh, they talk about the article that we talked about, actually, about some of the data with Instagram and some of the internal studies there. Um, one of the things that it did mention in addition is, is it say it says uh 17% of uh teenage girls that were surveyed uh said it made their eating disorders worse and that was a fact that I don't think we covered on the last episode um and the the article goes on a little bit more to discuss how the people at Facebook aren't evil per se but their motivations are skewed because they have to drive a platform to um do all of the um, do a platform to drive all sorts of issue with the um, wow I lost my train of thought, but anyway they have a platform. Well, they got to
2: drive it to make money.
1: Exactly, they have to drive a platform to make money, and by doing that, it's to make people angry. So mm-hmm. there you go, you got me back on track. There. Well, yeah. So we we are putting the cart before the horse with that, though.
0: How so? It's not that they're trying to make people angry. It's that that's the content that's getting engagement. Uh, they're trying so, to drive engagement, nothing else. Well,
2: the engagement is what drives clicks, and that's the avalanches events that gets them money because that gets them ad revenue. Um, right. I will counter with that from one thing I did here. Um, they specifically for, I believe, COVID content related um, or anything, they have a scale and they rate it based off of like a, a variable they've created that is the score. Um that is essentially like like how mad will it get people, um, or, or how much essentially how much engagement they're gonna get. And um they base a lot of how they run the site based off of the content and one example, that variable and how that relates to um you as an individual. How likely you are going to be to react negatively to that article. Um, So they are. But
0: at the same time, they have a separate uh, factor. This was in a different whistleblower report from somewhere else where they have have vaccine hesitancy ratings. Yeah, okay, maybe that's that's what I meant to say. Well, this is different because they'd suppress posts that are high in vaccine hesitancy rating. It
2: might be the flip then for getting people to react um, when it comes to.
1: Anything but vaccines? Yeah. Um, but and, and well, if
2: that's the case, I won't be surprised.
1: Think. Think about. <clears throat> excuse me. Think about the things that would get you mad, like people are just generally awful, or some guy protesting something that you don't agree with. That would get you mad. So. That drives the engagement, because that person's going to now get mad, go into that post, and leave a comment, thereby driving more time on their website, more ability to see ads, more money in Facebook's pocket, and therefore you have this this vicious cycle. Sure. Yeah.
0: So. But this came before the algorithm. The algorithm responded to what people were engaging with and served them more of it. That's how this whole thing started.
2: Yeah, Hmm. but... I mean, I, I just want to interject Look, quickly. With the algorithm's Vince, a but... neutral
0: moral actor. It doesn't make moral judgments. It's sitting there serving people what they engage with.
2: Right. Interesting. But there's no way, and I have an example. There's no way, a bad example. Um, there's no way that it's it's completely um, autonomous or, or AI based. Example, um, other sure, big company. Intervene. Okay. Other big company, YouTube. Um, Creators have complained for years now that the algorithm just does not work, or it's not effective for how they want, or how they can, they need it to be to be successful creators. And essentially, they allege constantly that um, the the algorithm serves people um, content it thinks will be more effective than rather than you know what what they would really want to see. Sometimes that happens, but they allege it's not often um, the case. The creators have, you know, lashed back at Google, YouTube um, several times, or and they, they've gone speed. in and they've intervened. So to say that there's no way that Facebook has, doesn't have some sort of oversight advisory board for this, I, I, that, there's
0: no way. That's well, oh, I'll go one further. I don't think there should be an oversight board. When I watch this interview and listen to her go through everything… No, no, no. Take that look off your face. When I watch the interview and in watch her go over there, you know what?
2: Actually, you're getting a lot com- yeah, yeah. my face.
0: Yeah, go for it. The free world, and that's the point that I'm driving at. Okay. When I watched the interview and watched how she reacted to a lot of the things, her anger seemed to be expressly over Facebook not intervening in a bunch of stuff. Right? It, to me it seemed like she was angry that this platform wasn't acting like a platform. So it wasn't, it wasn't more... Um, it was acting neutrally. It wasn't depressive. active. It
1: wasn't active.
0: It was neutral.
1: Interesting. Yeah. That's, so
0: That was my big takeaway from watching it, which was interesting because there's been a ton of uh, whistleblowers that have shown up around Facebook. And this was one of like the first big ones that had that kind of vibe. Most of the other vibes were Facebook's like doing this. They're trying to intervene here, here, here in people's lives. This was the first one I've ever seen where it was like, no, Facebook's not doing enough. I want them to intervene more and control more. There but definitely
2: was of, there definitely was a sort of underlying like agenda that the whistleblower had, um, and I, that was very apparent in the interview, at least the the videos I saw. But still, I mean, there's no way there's not already an advisory board for for content, right? And I I, I, I,
0: I am taking a little that, bit that, that, different that
2: track. Like my example of YouTube, it's not just of, of creators whose content just wasn't getting pushed because the algorithm was being stupid. It was also from, you know, people who would reach out and say, hey, um, YouTube kids, sure. you're recommending unsaved content to my kids. What are you doing? And so they had to step in. We, we talked about it, to believe, last week. Um, they had to step in and, and change things.
0: Um, sure. But as a note, that was something that changed. And that's something that actually took a chunk out of Google's revenue when they did that. Uh, This change happened about the time that Susan Wojcicki took over as the, I want to say CEO of Google. And in one of her first big like speeches to the company, she's like, she basically said, we're done being this neutral. If it gets engagement, we're going to send it forward in the algorithm. We're going to take a much more active role in controlling what we let get the trending, what we recommend people and all that. So that was one of her big pushes there. And it did hurt their revenue. So I'm not surprised that Maybe other people said, "Oh, we
1: don't want to take that track." Hmm. Here's here's my thought on that. So let's take YouTube for an example. I I think the YouTube algorithm is very flawed. Personally, it fav- I agree. It favors a let like ten to fifteen minute videos on um, kind of like oddity subjects and or un- uncommon things. So, you get all of these these. You get copy and pasted video, videos basically. Um, they they're all following the same format. That was they all the green knife versus exactly. Um, or same same thing with TikTok. The 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 challenge culture where these videos where people are doing these challenges are getting pushed. They're getting a lot of views. They're getting popular. Is and is TikTok moving that along? Same thing with Facebook. All of these things of people doing stupid things that make you angry are they moving that along and I feel like all of these different platforms in my opinion aren't reacting the same way to that Google is just like well apparently this is the new style that people want Facebook is adamantly like no we don't do that like hey We're, we're trying to keep a safe and clean place for you and making sure you see the things that are most important to you. So in my opinion, that's a little, that's much more misleading than Google being like, Hey, this is the way that the content has been trending. So this is what the algorithm has been picking up on. So I I guess my point per se is you both say that there should be oversight on an algorithm or there shouldn't be oversight on an algorithm in my yeah. opinion, there needs to be a happy medium where not necessarily they say this is the way it is, that's how it needs to be, but one of those things where it notice they notice a dangerous trend starting to happen to have the moral judgment to be like, hey, this isn't good. Like I don't think yeah. a ten to fifteen minute video on YouTube with a, a thousand degree knife challenge isn't is harmful to society in the way that having a having somebody from a political party you don't disagree with trying to force their morals on you on Facebook would be
2: I guess at the end of the day my hope is that yeah let's let's automate some of this stuff. Like let's let's not have I mean company plenty of companies are hiring right now. openings opening jobs. Um, but you know these these processes a lot of processes can be automated and you don't need people to have an oversight board if you have a good algorithm. The problem is, and I think I think there is a point you're making, is that um, the, the problem is when the decisions that drive the creation of the AI lead it down paths that either feature unintended consequences or um, it starts operating, um, in ways you didn't intend.
1: Okay. In- and interesting. so,
2: and, and so I guess with my specific example with YouTube, right. Um, once they saw that the changes they made and the decisions they made on how they taught and created this AI were starting to harm their user base, they made changes.
0: Um, except it made the platform it, worse, not better. That's how we got to where we are now is them trying to do that. Well, my, my here is
2: still that it, it they took action because they realized what they did led to un, bad unintended consequences. Not that, you know, would leave a bad PR taste. It is a genuine problem. Um, with, privacy of data is one thing. Harm harm to kids is, is a completely other thing. And I, I truthfully think the law probably puts that higher than privacy. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying I'm I would say it's more likely. Um, that's an interesting situation in and of itself. The Facebook side of things is they, not only did they create these AI with malicious intent, they're also fully aware and accepting of that and are lying to the users. Um, I'd, again, I'd like to think they have an oversight board because if a company like Google has one, I would hope Facebook does, and I think that they should once they see um, and, and are good about things, right? A good ethical committee or whatever. Um, and I, I guess maybe it's wishful thing, but you'd hope they would, you know, in simple terms, do better.
1: Interesting. You keep
0: saying malicious intent. There is, it's not intent. The problem is how do you save someone from themselves? Wait, i malicious.
2: Right, if, hold on, hold on. If, can you, if what can you explain are... the malicious intent?
0: Sure, that's the phrase you used just now. Like, their intent was to serve people up. Stuff that makes them angry, I think, is what we're talking about in this context. Yes. And the, uh, yes that's that not their true. intent. Their intent was to get engagement. The algorithm looked at Facebook, said, this is what people are engaging with, so this is what we're going to keep serving them. For, for Ryan, that again, I think we talked about this early in the free show. No, no, no. It's, you're being, you're being consequentialist about this, not deontological. Okay, All right, you're only concerned with the consequences, not the process.
2: Right. But to get to the point where they're starting to have issues, there had to be an impetus for that. And the impetus was the malintent that led to there the creation no, of
0: rules. That's not malintent. The creation of so the
2: AI, that's intent. They had it had an intention. If you're going to you argue. About malintent, not intent. You. Okay. Bad intentions. I don't know if I'm using. That's what malintent means. We're using the same word. I don't want to argue semantics of words you can look up in the Merriam-Webster
0: dictionary. No, we're not arguing semantics. We're we're arguing about morals right now, technically. And you're you're ascribing moral morality to things that aren't moral intentions. I I, it wasn't a moral intention. It wasn't a bad intention. It's an intention.
2: I I would like to just clarify my position. I'll say it once more. Sure. And if I will try to make it as clear as possible and explain it thoroughly,
1: if that does not make sense, I'm not it sure. It is we're making sense. I'm trying
0: to explain to you that you're
1: poisoning the well. I think I here's here's <laughs> in my opinion what what you guys are differing with. At uh, what what Ryan is saying is they the algorithm was programmed a very specific way to do a specific thing. That thing. Yes was down the wrong path what grizzlo what you're arguing is they once they saw it going down that wrong path they should have intercepted and worked with it to or it, it, it changed it to be a different way so i i think not, yes and no yes and no those are two
2: two different arguments i'm having i'm not sure if we're arguing maybe the same thing here interesting let let so let me try let me try if that doesn't work We should move on because it's, it's, (laughs) it it, it was a lot of back and forth here and it's not, it's not going anywhere. It's not productive. Um, Okay. So, okay. So we'll we'll take the Facebook example, right? Um, They knew that, that they knew that in order to get more engagement, which leads to more ad revenue and money in their pockets, They knew that they had to keep serving or start serving up more fiery content to the user, such that it would keep them engaged and put them in a cycle of engagement because they would always be enraged and mad or upset about something, which would lead to that engagement we're talking about that leads to, um, because they're there, they're, they're seeing more ads, which is paying the bills and making Facebook money. They had an intention there. They're in their, their bad intention was I'm going to serve users, bad content. That, that in and of itself leads to the engagement because the solution to how do we get the ad revenue is drive up engagement. And how do you drive up engagement? You serve bad content, because that's what the research shows.
1: Huh.
2: Now- You stumbled at the first block though. I was gonna ask, is there any part of that that does not make sense? Yes. Or is not what both you and I are saying? Because to me- is not You course. and I are at different portions of <laughs> of the side of how everything goes here. Yes, And first, I'm not quite sure if
0: we're- you're To me, it's that get first block that. you took where you stumbled. To me, it's okay, the part where you, ascri- you ascribed intent to the algorithm in the first place. Yes. You have, yes, and- you have this inverted. They created an algorithm to look at what users are engaging with and serve them more of it. That's what the algorithm does. So people were engaging with negative content. So it continued to serve them more negative content. That's how this process happened. You're putting the cart before the horse. Now, you're arguing from a view of consequences. You care about how the, what the consequences are, how this ended up being. I'm arguing from a point of having a fair process and letting people take
1: responsibility for their own things. That's where we're differing here. And I, I agree with that, definitely. And I think that we, we could go on all night about this one right here. But I think that in the long run... We should we should really work towards <laughs> holding a lot of these companies morally accountable for the problems that that their their products or their solutions cause, whether or not they intended those consequences to happen. Um, I do think that mm. in the long term, uh, you you should at least have something um, coming off of that, uh, <laughs> whether good or bad. But speaking of bad, the uh, next article we have is, uh, has been called, quote, a privacy nightmare on wheels by a couple of different reviewers. And this is Amazon's Astro. It is a home surveillance robot embedded with Alexa uh, that is made by Amazon that roams around your house and protects people, I guess. Um, so it's an interesting concept. Um, and, but but it's, (laughs) people are, people are just saying it's like a a rolling data collection device. What what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah. It looks creepy. I, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. you're, you're completely right. I mean, here, let me, let me pull this up, but yeah, this, this thing just looks creepy. I
2: I think it's important to talk about this in terms of specifics, because I think, um, on this show we tend to get very, even if not heated, very concerned with a question of, um, is it morally okay? Um, I think, especially for this example, let's talk about the specifics about what's going on before getting, you know, our our own opinions in. um, Cause I think it's important. For sure. because, Because this specific product, I think presents, more problems than in terms of privacy without putting in your own opinion of, of user privacy versus experience um, that most products or other previous products that
1: Amazon or most other companies have had before or companies like Amazon um, have ever had. Right. And the thing I I was just uh, trying to find a passage that I found really interested in interesting in the article But one of the things that people were kind of concerned about is, hey, this thing is collecting a lot of data about you. And now that it will have video, it will have autonomous movement capabilities within your house. What will that then be able to do? Obviously people are extrapolating this out way further than it needs to go all the way to the conspiracy theories of, oh, Amazon's going to start identifying the products you have in your house and stuff like that. And, kind of it's 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 interesting to to take this but one of the specific articles that um basically they mentioned is law enforcement can serve a warrant on Amazon not you to gain access to the data recorded by the devices within Amazon's control so people are wondering is that going to be the exact same here where thing here where this, this thing is mobile recording whatever it may be and granted it may only be transmitting the data at certain times but it still is ingesting data because the microphone is on or the camera is on or whatever Um yeah. I'm who knows? <laughs> yeah. I don't trust it I, I will
2: say from an objective standpoint um, there are a lot of ways this just it presents, it presents a lot of unique and new challenges. I think for privacy in general, user privacy, um, this, the fate the Facebook, the Amazon, uh, thing about the police you mentioned isn't new, but I think it serves, it, it caused a new problem, um, specifically with a roaming device on wheels with a camera and a microphone, um, that, that adds a lot of con- of, of complexity. Um, I think another issue with it, um, and this is, again, before my own opinion of this, um, is that it is they don't make clear on if you want to go and delete um, content that was recorded for whatever reason. Um, it's not clear right now which uh, company that Amazon owns, I guess, um, you would have to go through for, for that. Um, which, again, presents a whole lot of challenges um, if that's already a problem. Also, apparently, um, someone who worked at the company uh, believes that they're not going to be ready for the rollout when this actually does come out and that uh, it actually has a lot of problems currently that they're either going to ignore
1: or um, rush to finish if – if they get to. Right and that um, that is one thing they mention is the cybersecurity concerns of this device literally yeah. being new to the market uh mm-hmm. completely vulnerable but I mean I don't want to call it completely vulnerable but um unknown that's a better word. Um what the vectors for mm-hmm. an attack would be who it's scary. Like there's there
2: that's, that's just- there's there's a few other important things though, before you can put an opinion in, and then there's two. One, um, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of unknowns. Who knows? Like, y- you can say your product's really safe and it's really secure, um, but anything with an internet connection, fortunately, has the opportunity to be hacked. Um, you, they say you can you can set zones in the house where it won't fly, or I'm sorry, roll. They have a uh, sister company product that flies. Um, it does the same thing. Um, but this also can be remotely controlled. And to me, that, before I put my own opinion, that 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 could be a problem. Ryan, I'll let you go. I'll put in my own opinion last, sure. just because I know you're it's, screaming to go. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going too, too hard on this. It's just I don't like the idea. Uh, I don't think saying that Amazon might use it to collect some data to try and target ads is the most absurd thing I've heard. Uh, I could very well see them trying to sell you toilet paper this way. like, Oh, looks like that in toilet paper. Uh, I don't like it. I wouldn't buy it personally just because I I just don't like it being able to roam around like that. That's, to me, super sketchy. So Having a fixed camera in place, that can still be hacked. That's still a risk. But you know where it's looking. The... The robot can go anywhere, follow around anything, and who knows what it's doing and who knows like what who's going to hack it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I could see a lot of like not privacy issues, but like privacy issues coming from someone hacking one of those. Right. Yeah, like uh, they, they left the door cracked and Yeah, yeah. Not privacy, privacy. Yeah. Uh it, it sketches
1: me out. And yeah. nothing ha- nothing's unhackable. Right. So my, my opinion on this is I I, I like the concept of a, a robotic sentinel, something that can keep an eye on things when you're not there. I just don't want Amazon to do it. I would be fine. <laughs> I would be fine if I built my own system. Like I, I built my own camera on wheels that I could, I know exactly how it works and I could send it around my house to do whatever I needed to do. but. I don't like having a third-party company that now has access to said thing to do what they want with it. So I, I don't... And the data's off-site. Exactly. And the data's off-site too.
2: I I would like to quickly just ask you a question because it is somewhat related to your, your argument here. Sure. So you don't want a third-party device or um, technology in your house where you can... Be, data can be taken or they can do things. I just want to clarify that because Both. either things like, you know, home uh, security systems, smart or not that, you know, a company manages like, you know, well, I won't say that, but um, you know, a, a family, when they, when their house gets broken into, um, or, or the alarm goes off for a certain period of time, that company calls you the owner and asks, Hey, is everything okay? They so they know something's going on.
1: Right. Um, I I, I is guess it, is, are you
2: okay are you okay with something like that? Is it like not... the smart devices you have a problem with, or is it any system that's not yours
1: pertaining to security or privacy um, that you have a problem with? Okay. So so I, I guess that's a really good question, actually. I guess I that would rephrase my point of view a little bit. I guess mm-hmm. the so I, I don't have a problem with a company delivering a service that they sell me to do specifically for that. So let's say um, I have a contract with a security company where they, they monitor the, um, the, the home and let's say a window sensor gets broken. Somebody's breaking in my house through a window. They have every right, because that is the service I paid them to do, to, to notify me, look at the camera or whatever, to see if that's actually a, a violent act. The thing I don't, I have a problem with, is a company who says they're providing a value, and then have more control over something that they they shouldn't have. Let's think about um, going back to one of the previous articles we talked about on the show too. Think about the ice cream machines at McDonald's. I pay for. <laughs> I. They're it's always a, it's a, down. It's a good. It's a good analogy, in my opinion. I pay for a machine to do a job that machine does a job granted if it's if it's um treated the right way it's doing everything the right way um but it it's also sending telemetry data or whatever over to another company i didn't sign up for that bit i just signed up for a machine that does what i tell it to do and does it well um with something like this this astro robot here um, I want it to be a sentinel. That's great and all, but how is I? I don't know what the company that makes the robot now has access to. It's it's in a way it's a fear of the unknown. When I when I put something in my server rack, um, and install some software, excuse me, I know that my 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 family photo archive will use this specific piece of software and it will not talk to this company, this company and this company. It's just going to remain within my network because I'm not allowing it to even access anywhere outside. So say like it's not the smart devices. I have a problem with it's the unknown amounts of control that third parties have that I have a problem with.
2: It's, it's the level of trust,
1: I think. Yes. It yeah, that's like, a good, that's a good mean, way of putting because, it.
2: Yeah. And, and the reason I say it is because using that same logic, even for a, a very simple, let's say, for example, surveillance system where there is fixed position cameras and door and window sensors, um, that company, you're paying them to do them a service. Yeah, you're not signing up for it, but that's not to say they don't already have access to it. Right. So and in my, so what I'm hearing from you is it's more of a level of trust. And exactly. I guess my follow-up question is, is it that you don't trust, which is it, is it fair to say you wouldn't trust Amazon, for example, because you feel that they have made so many errors with their own, um, handling of privacy and sensitive data. Is that like how you're informing your decision? So,
1: Let's 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 go back to the security company analogy. So there's there's sure. two types of security companies that you can basically work with. The one that manages and responds to incidents, and another one where you just put a backup of your, your security camera footage offsite. And if something happens, you now have the footage somewhere else. With that sure. comes a level of trust. Like like you mentioned, if I put the security camera footage offsite, I trust that they won't look through the backups. Um, if I hire them to manage and respond to secu- like security problems, I fully intend on them looking at that and doing what they need to do to make to deliver the service that I paid for. With something like Amazon, I know that they like their AWS is secure. Like, as long as it's configured correctly, it's secured. There's the quantifier. (laughs) Nothing's unhackable. (laughs) Right. Good point. Reasonably secure. Mostly. Um, (laughs) But it's just some of the stuff where, for me at least, there's always an unintended consequence that comes with that. So let's say um, this robot sends out... um, as it's driving, it sees that I have a big ding in my uh, my black cabinet, and now all of a sudden, Amazon uh, is suggesting like those felt tip pen furniture repair things. Like, is it harmless that it it saw that? Yeah, it's 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 a ding in a cabinet. Oh, big whoop! But it's the trust that I put in them to keep that data safe and not retarget the ads directly at me. I mean, granted that's a, that's a pretty big long shot, but same thing with, with voice recordings like, okay, they, we send a voice recording to Amazon when we want something to get done through, through Alexa. Um, They will, they may use that recording for um, quality assurance or whatever. I don't trust them to use it reasonably with the identifying marks removed okay the
0: other thing is i think it's the sentinel robot itself that's a little extra sketchy interesting other things you can confine them yep to like known you know where this is going to be you know if it gets hacked this is what's compromised this is where it is That's not like as comfortable a foundry when you have this thing that moves everywhere. Yeah. Fixed camera, you know, what areas the fixed camera can Hmm. see Uh, window sensors, door sensors, you know, that that's what they sense. Uh, That thing can move around. Even if you have a smart home device, odds are it's in a specific room and that's where it's microphones can pick up sound. So, I think it's the mobility of it that makes it a little extra uh, iffy.
2: Yeah. I, and I, I agree. Um, I, I've been trying to not put an opinion in this yet, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> no, shoot I for can't it. not. Uh, this is my time. Um, I guess my point that I wanted to make before giving my opinion is um, it seems like for both of you, um, which I think is fair for anyone, I mean, myself including. I think the biggest question that we have to ask ourselves is is this is a technology is a new product is a service um, that you're receiving getting taking advantage of owning buying is that um, are, are, are the new cool features you get is everything you get in return for having that product worth giving up a little bit of privacy it's convenience and um you know the pros of owning that what you get to do the features over or against you know how, how willing you are to give up so your privacy in terms of social media at least in my opinion with with privacy i kind of just laid it all on the table at this point and just to me i i don't really care for this one specific reason it's already w- if you post anything online it's there like if they can see something, if they want to see something, they could, if it's, you post it, it, I don't care if it's hidden or whatever, it's there. Um, so a lot of collecting data, at least for myself, in terms of social media, I, I don't really care too much if the big companies get it. I care more if people can personal people, like, I don't know, um, specific people I'm trying to not see something, I'm not, you know, in, um, a future employer, um, it, it's things like that, where you want to just keep it to your friend group or whatever. In terms of a product oh. like this, um i personally have a problem with it because i of the unknown and i think that's kind of the big
1: one what i'm
2: hearing a lot Mm -hmm. of here and in general what i what i truly believe we talk a lot about privacy on this podcast and it's very important to all three of us i believe i i i i think
0: i don't think anyone's pushing back on that
2: i'm I'm pretty sure it is
0: no one's pushing Um, back on that
2: (laughs) but I, i i think that we we go at it sometimes in terms of um our like real big emotions of something we don't really you know look at at what what's in front of us we, we speak more generally um I and in this case I, I think it's well let me finish and in this case sure, i think sure, it's sure. more specific and it, it it does bring up more questions that's why i want to talk about the specifics before you know you get into your pains. but at the end of the day um yeah having a, a, a robot that could potentially and you don't even know if if it can um go around into different areas of the house, um, that you don't intend it to, uh, via remote control is a scary thing. You, they say, you can set your boundaries and, and set no go zones. Um, but again, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the customer trusting the company that the product works as intended and will function that way without unintended, uh, consequence that unintended consequence being, you know, something gets Um, That's my two cents.
0: I think to the privacy statement, it's transparency-based as well. Right. It's not as much like that they're collecting data. It's the lack of transparency about what they're collecting and why they're collecting it. I suppose a deeper question would
2: be, um, is it more of your uneasiness with, in general, with privacy, companies that make products, that have services, social media, or is it specifically um like this company because at least for me i feel sure. like it's there's a general distrust uh of privacy I and mean, we just talked about yeah. um facebook having well, i meant very very generally uh and, and are doing i still think that's poisoning certain, the well are, are, are doing things a certain way um to for profit
0: um let's not dive back into that uh no the know, point i was making was just general it's just if like they were if every company was very transparent about what they're collecting and why they're collecting it, I think it'd be, I, there'd be a less sketchiness around all of it, but it's this lack of transparency that I think kind of digs it under people's skin. Right, definitely,
1: but- Yeah, I mean, I, I,
2: think, a hel- I think a healthy bit of skepticism is fair, um, but talking so much about privacy and with different companies, different right, product, product services, um, I do think it's important to look at them specifically um and this one uh presents more challenges i personally think than um rewards sure. or bonuses or pros
1: for sure well you know what's uh nice and fun uh memes and uh <laughs> This was an interesting like this this was fun. But anyway, this was an interesting article. Uh Elon Musk says he's sending Jeff Bezos a silver medal and a giant statue of the number 2 after surpassing him again to become the world's <laughs> richest person. I could not think of anything else that these two would do. They they they're not the biggest fans of each other. But that's pretty funny. Not not, not gonna lie. I, I think that's pretty funny, personally. There's not much to read into here. Uh, they're both just... Oh, but there is. Oh, come, how so? How
0: are you into this? I'm reading into this this way. I don't think the spite there is not so much about the money. It's more about all the lawsuits that Bezos has been filing against uh, SpaceX. He's doing out of spite. He's trying to... Just... No, I think... I think Musk is sending the number two out of spite because of the lawsuits. Huh.
2: Well, the
0: lawsuits. Less about the money, more about of, the lawsuits. To me,
2: what I see in the whole Bezos v. Um, Musk is Bezos v. Musk arc. Yeah, is that <laughs> Musk is not only is he just he's winning in general. He's winning recently. Like when I say winning, I, I'm. I, it's not that I'm trying to pick a side here or not. Even though I sort of have my own side. Um, but it's also the fact that, like, he's been in this game and trying to do this for so long. So he just has way more experience than, than Bezos. And he's, Bezos is pushing things um, quickly, but not at the pace that he wants to. And at, obviously he sees he has competition. And so out of spite, he is going to try and do anything he can to make take jab at his competitor. He literally just yeah. – well, I should say literally just two, three months ago – dropped
0: his CEO position at Amazon to focus on this. This
1: is the number one priority. Well, yeah, to, yeah. to focus on Blue Origin, supposedly. I'm just saying I think yeah, the two but, but,
0: is spiteful because of the lawsuits. That's all I'm saying. But my point is that it's a jab. It's not spite or a
1: jab
2: back. It's more of just putting him in his place be, just because he like yeah.
0: he's punching above his, class, his weight class, Bezos.
1: Well, we will sure. see with that. Well,
0: I was going to say Musk is also a master of just like having a good public perception about himself.
1: Well, if
0: if you ask people how many people have a like positive image of Bezos, I don't think many for sure. Whereas By being, you know, the memester that he is, Musk has gotten a lot of like public sympathy his way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell you one thing at
0: the same time from us here and me, especially, I will well, say I'll go on the record. As for we know, that. Musk is a big fan of the show. That's why we tend to support him over Bezos because Bezos yes. doesn't watch the show. Be yes, like we know Musk. Don't be like yes. Bezos.
1: There you go. We well, get watch, our show. Yeah. I I tell, watch our show. I tell. I tell you one thing though. I know which space company is going to be every Star Trek fans' bet, like favorite by far, and that is going to be Blue Origin, in my opinion, because. They are bringing along William Shatner, the infamous Captain Kirk, on the uh, New Shepard 18 mission, uh, along with the um, president of mission and flight operations at Blue Origin. Um, Her name is uh, Audrey Powers. Excuse me for that. But yeah, the the notable um, person on this flight is the man who played Captain James T. Kirk in 1966 for Star Trek. William Shatner. I think it's interesting. I also found out on the news today he is 90 years old. Yes. He does not look 90. Yes. Wow.
2: He aged like a fine wine. Wow.
0: Just on the Star Trek front, right? All right. First goes Cisco, then it goes Picard, and then you have Kirk there in third place. All right.
1: All right, I don't, that's a hot take. I'm not a huge <laughs> Star Trek guy, but all I know is Captain Kirk. That's a hot take
0: amongst Star Trek people. Most people like I, Picard. I think I'm Sis not a Trek But I mean, uh, let me just flex my nerd creds real quick. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got, I got one question though.
2: Um, I guess two questions. One, um, when was this flight planned? We just talked about the two of them, kind of exchanging jabs and either ingest or trying to file suits. Um, SpaceX just came out, came back uh, in a, w- with a capsule successfully after a three-day um, mm. orbit of the planet, doing all kinds of studies as well up there. That was more impactful and meaningful than quite literally anything that Blue Origin has done, even this year, and that includes its one flight. Um, that did not orbit the planet um, and was not nearly as impactful as um, as uh, SpaceX's. So my question, my two questions are: How recently was this scheduled? Um, and also, is this going to be a new trend of the two companies going back at each other, um, trying to get star power and uh, celebrities um, to fly their missions? to try and boost in their, their company in terms of stock prices, in terms of public sentiment. Um, because this I think, does, like, why? Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess, like, yeah. uh, of course, Captain Kirk, right? But my, my max question is like, okay, are they gonna ask, um, you know, George Lucas or, um, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker, um, Mark Hamill to, to go and fly on the next Crew Dragon mission?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's an interesting point. Actually, it's, it's it seems to me, at least that, uh, I don't know. SpaceX might have won that round too, because I, at least speaking for me, I don't know anyone who like at least anyone in the younger kind of age groups who still kind of cares about Star Trek. It's fallen to the wayside really, really heavily. I don't think any of the new Star Trek properties have really like landed with really wide fan bases the way the originals did. Uh, whereas I think maybe having that scientific mission on SpaceX might've garnered more public attention just because, I mean,
1: I don't know anyone
0: like in our age group who has even watched the old Star Treks other than me, I guess, whatever.
1: Need, needless to <laughs> mention too the stuff with, with SpaceX was number one, raising money for charity. And number two, yeah. the, another mission was really to, to get women into to STEM majors and interested in space and all that stuff too. Um, that was one of the really, really big pushes on that. Um, I, I don't know. I think that in, in this specific case, I think that Jeff Bezos and blue origin are trying to, um, appeal to another market. Uh, maybe the people who are interested in s- sci-fi, but not necessarily the realities of space. Um, I think it's it's pretty cool to get uh, to get um, <clears throat> William Shatner up there with um, with some of the other engineers and some of the people who are working on the project as well. Um, just number one is being an older um, an older gentleman getting up there kind of I supposedly setting a record for the oldest guy in space and also just mm. like kind of, kind of, I, I don't, I don't want to say like, like fulfilling the, 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 the sci-fi thing, but kind of like, Hey, I'm a sci-fi actor who actually went to space. Like that talk about method acting. I, I, I don't know. So
0: Maybe you haven't seen some of his uh, more recent work where he basically has like his own history channel show that's kind of... Ancient Aliens would be an unfair comparison for it, but it's... Basically, it's a history show channel called like The mm-hmm. Unexplained or something. Like I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Interesting.
0: Not the most scientific thing.
1: Yeah. Ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I, I, oh, yeah. I just find it funny that, that the follow-up to SpaceX just sent three or four whatever it was, people, I think it was four, four or five, uh, people up to four. space. They orbited the Earth and the experiments. was the best follow-up to that that we can come back at? We're going to send the oldest, one of the most famous, recognizable people up into space. Oh, yeah, he was also in the sci-fi movies. So this I is coming know, full circle. True, really. I, 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 again, I, I, like... I bring it back to this like stupid pissing match that the two seem to be having. Um, just, just because it's so close. Um, they, they just finished a documentary and I believe it came out last week. And this is happening tomorrow.
1: Hmm.
2: It, it, to, to me, there's no added value that this brings. I, I know that's kind of their goal is to bring more people into space. But he, I know, has more higher ambitions than Richard Branson, whose sole mission, it seems, or, or main mission currently is more of a tourism route. Yeah. I mean, Bezos was fighting for government contracts and lost to Tesla, I'm sorry, to SpaceX, SpaceX. Elon Musk. So he's already mad um, and, and trying to, to, to compete. My question is, is this really, like, a competitive move? Is this strategic is this just them? Is this just them further proving their concept and their technology? Considering they've only had one test so far, where they've sent people to space, I don't know.
1: Oh my! But gosh, to me, this doesn't right, really further right, their right, agenda right.
0: much more at all. I don't think it does either. Even for like the inspiration argument, like if I walked up to like thirty Zoomers and I asked them who's Captain Kirk, I think. Maybe two might know maybe
1: hmm. interesting yeah
2: I, I don't know I, I guess it just it just doesn't make sense to me as a move for the company unless the reason is to prove that their thing works and let's be honest considering they already put uh, three or four people in space once this year already um, hopefully that means their systems validated and works I know everything with, aerospace is really wonky and things can go wrong very quickly and with not much um time to react or or just freak freak nature accidents affect aerospace i understand that um it just doesn't seem like to me and i hate putting this as like a risk reward type deal um but honestly they really are not to me not getting much out of this and in my opinion there's more of like, okay, we need to make sure this, this mission goes well, because if it doesn't, not only are we going to literally potentially kill a man, we could kill one of the most famous
0: people yeah. on the planet. What if they... Uh, like, the and, like, are... <laughs>
2: and, and, and that's not to say that, um, you know, the people that went on the previous mission, um, who were nobodies, or the SpaceX missions um, are nobodies, and that their deaths would not matter, because God forbid that happened with either of those companies, especially SpaceX, considering what they're doing. Oh my God, they would lose so much public support funding, their NASA, or the government would either be revoked or put on on, you know, on the back burner. Um, it just doesn't seem like they're either A, Amazon, or I'm sorry, Blue Origin's either being A, ambitious enough or really thinking about um, using their technology uh, effectively. Or, or really trying to further their company goals.
0: I imagine, so, though, if William Shatner dies on that flight.
2: And this is why I keep saying, or why I had said earlier, that it seems like Jeff Bezos is doing the lawsuits in spite. And really, is just a punching way uh, above his pay grade.
1: So I, I, I checked it out, and they did announce this today, that he would be on this flight. They announced this today that he would be on this flight. They announced the other two astronauts on September 27th. So, and the mission is tomorrow, or sorry, next week, on the 12th. Oh, it's next week. I thought
2: they announced this for tomorrow. I read that wrong. All right, well, we're still a week in advance. But um,
0: yeah, I, so it, to me, little... to me, it
2: sounds like they're trying to sensationalize it. It really does.
0: i've become a little jaded in my old age and my reaction has become imagine the memes if william shatner dies in space yikes
2: i mean like i said earlier i've become a little too jaded at least the way it 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 seems like they're advertising this because not that you would never hear of any of these companies doing a launch if you if you if you wanted to pay attention and stay informed but the fact that all it took was william shatner going to space for it, you know, buzz about this mission to actually pick up. Um, kind of tells me two things. One, people aren't really interested in Blue Origin. And two, this was most definitely done on purpose announcing it today, um, as opposed to when they announced the other um, other people. Astronauts. Now that could be because of scheduling conflicts. That could be because they didn't know if the launch was actually gonna happen. So they didn't want to like pencil William Chetner in and it didn't happen. Um, he's a celebrity i don't know but yeah I, i'm going to talk in circles as long as I keep talking it's, it's for
1: sure let's move forward yeah definitely well anyway uh our next article is a little bit of um i i i think an op-ed more or less it's rooted in kind of fact um but anyway it's about uh, an op-ed on Apple's fortress of secrecy is crumbling from the inside. And long story short, it goes into all of the details about the work from home fiasco and how it appears as though the Apple workforce is starting to lose their trust in the leadership of Apple. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on that article, Grizzlow? I think the biggest, the big takeaways, other there's a few.
2: One is that, um, It's amazing to see a shift in company culture so rapidly and it seems in this, in Apple's case to be due to Slack and the ability for what I suppose to be um, most a lot, a large group of very uh, isolated uh, teams now having access to each other and communication to each other, reliable communication to each other, centralized communication to each other, um, company sanctioned communication to each other. And so um, it happens so quickly and and it's so interesting to see it it kind of unravel and go from, oh, there's a few stories to, oh, this has been happening for a good amount of time, um, whether it be the issues be the work from home stuff, whether it be legitimate discrimination, it also sort of. It's interesting to think that, I'm trying to figure out how to put this. Just because I, I know a little bit on it. Just because I, I uh, I've done a little research into it. When I was younger, I, I did like a in our eighth grade we had like a, or no no it was a speech in high school and uh, I had to learn about or a paper or I had to write about someone and uh, I wrote about Steve Jobs and I read his, his, his book, and in it it details a very. Um, you know, a very regimen work environment. It's you come to work, you're working on this. That's because we told you to do so. That's because I told you to do so. And that's what you're doing. It was very much top down, you know, what the company wants is what the company is going to get or what the top of the company wants, is what the company is going to do and, and, and do to get whatever, money, success, whatever. And it seems like that's come at the expense of uh, the workforce and because of Slack um, that implementation that's totally unraveling and changing, or at least it seems like it's going to have to change specifically because, um, I suppose now people have more power than before. And so if, if companies will just say, I'm going to fire you, um, if you go and speak about this and about something that is truly, um, uh, um, like crazy allegation, um, the employee can, can really just say, okay, up on the bird, do that, get fired, and either get hired by another company or be successful in their own right because they just totally expose that company. Um it's weird, it's weird. Um and I don't like it. Uh I don't like it. Huh. that's really gross to me that um I support in ways of purchasing their products and their services. A company that has and implements these policies that's that's disgusting i don't like that um that needs to change and not just apple at at any company that does this um suppressing your your employees to do something because that's how you want to do it and making them suffer or legitimately discriminating people um they're, that's not right hell it's not illegal um, hmm.
0: you're not interested right I think there's a slight egality I'm not but, 100% sure but
2: in, in closing it, it, it really makes me embarrassed to be an Apple customer um, and hear more of this stuff come out and more people um, of like essentially saying yes and confirming it's true. Um, and Apple just seems to either not care or try to suppress them further. And that to me is one of the scummiest things you could do.
1: I, I feel like On calendar. One of, one of the things I've noticed, um, whether that be with my friends who have worked at very large tech companies or just companies that I've worked with in, in general, um, you really need to to be fully bought in to whatever the company is doing. Like, it, you... I, I don't want to... I, I feel like this is just a general work culture problem. Um, you, you need to be back the company 100%. Everything they do, it's your bottom line. It's your paycheck. So that deal with it. That's, that's how it is. And in my opinion, I don't think that's, that's the right way to go about it because everybody's different. Everybody has their own opinion on stuff like that. Granted, that's why you have managers to make decisions, to do things, uh, stuff like that. But I, I feel like because of the work from home culture and the way that the the workplace has shifted because of COVID, there's not as much of an ability to give a feedback in a, anonymous non-public way where you do have groups that start on Slack of people crapping on a company or something like that. It's, it's just, there's no, how, how else do you communicate a problem without a outing yourself that you're communicating a problem or B um, doing it without being passive aggressive or um, defamatory in the, in a digital world. So that's that's my sen- two cents on that. Yeah, it's tricky. Uh, it's a lot
0: of things. One of the things, too, is like it was talk about them shutting down, like talking about salaries, which I thought was illegal. I thought you can't legally say you can't talk about your salary unless you're under an
1: NDA or something. But that's I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about that one. From from my understanding, thought, uh, it's legal. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it was illegal to. It is ban legal. Employees from talking. No, I thought. It, or it it is I legal think, to talk about your salary.
0: Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going at the same point in different directions. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's one of the things that was weird. Uh, I don't know how that interacts with the survey. Uh, I know California has been gung ho about going after certain companies for certain things. I think Blizzard's the most recent one that they've been going after, but that's that's a whole other rabbit hole. That's, that's another, day. another day. Let's avoid that one. <laughs> well, that one's like, do you have an hour to run down the whole story to get context to talk about it in the first place? Right. It's been a whole saga, but regardless of that, it, yeah, it seems like I have a lot of strange, random things. A lot of these are personal stories so it's kind of tougher to tell like how much of this is going on where but you're never going to get uh the data from apple themselves obviously because it's going to hurt apple to release it and you hit it right in the head
2: there too but they don't want it released i mean one of the personal stories was that there was a group trying to trying to have an internal letter sent to get to, to just to ask questions about what happened in a certain situation and that that document was was leaked and that was a mistake and at least the group that had read, had written it that letter did not intend that to, to get out and because that letter got out action was taken it's more swift than allegedly would have happened if it was legitimately internally handled yeah so not only does it seem that apple has a com- a bad company culture they also seem like they'll truly only act on something it becomes public and that's a pretty per- perverse pervasive company culture
0: right i i mean yeah i'd rather they not do that but i've i don't know i have a whole other take on a lot of stuff like this where it's I mean there's a ton of companies using basically sweatshop labor and all that basically like a ton of other stuff so I'm yeah, I don't calling out companies right. for like small things like this to me almost seems
1: I mean obviously it's still an issue but right and and you have you have yeah. a really good point too even with Apple think about the the Foxconn factories or their India factories yeah, or yeah. stuff like that people don't realize yeah. that like it it, it is incredibly sad and incredibly awful but people take their own lives at these factories and it's it's not like it's a it's an out of the ordinary occurrence it's it's relatively common but you it's it's just some of those things where you, you you mentioned that and um there's there's so many other bigger issues to fry um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Sure. But I mean, obviously, you know, all this is still issues and oh, they're wh- probably yes. breaking laws we have established. I, I'm not a lawyer, so I can't tell. <laughs> we're not know, lawyers. We're I'm, not financial advisors. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I am mostly sure you're allowed to talk about your salary. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to ban it. So it is legal to talk about it. Right. I think I'm I mean, mostly most- sure about that. I think to me, the most damning thing though about, I guess what
2: the point you're trying to make fits is that they could have policies for their contractors or the companies that work with them or for them, but these are policies point. these are things for their own
1: employees. Good point. Yeah. Like Foxconn is a contractor for Apple that manufactures their phones. This is internal to their design teams and their marketing teams and sales teams and whatever that run the company with the image that they have and not just the product.
2: And I'm not, and I'm not saying that lessens the issue with their suppliers or contractors any less. I'm just saying that this, it actually makes it more of a problem considering it's coming straight from the top and internally pervasive throughout, through the company. Right. Right. I
0: mean, it's, what, sure makes, it's, not-
2: it's what makes a, a a toxic company culture
0: so bad. Right. sure. Uh, I can't believe I'm going to run a little bit of defense rabble, but I wow, don't know what the nature of, I know, right? I don't know what the nature of some of these because there's situations where things have come up and employees get hired and they have the intent to cause troubles the wrong word, but like try and force changes where you get into like I think my best example of this is like the Spotify situation where there is a ton of employees who got real mad that they're hosting Joe Rogan's podcast. When hmm. that's, at least to me, and I think to most people, that's a non-issue. It's like, yeah, he's a famous podcaster and they want him on this platform, but a bunch of employees tried to like organize new walkouts and all this stuff, and they're still furious at him. I think the difference there is... Yeah, this probably isn't that case, because I think one of these is like an air problem that was going on in one of their campuses was one of the stories, which seems radically different than that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You're not talking about an opinion problem. You're talking about legitimate either workplace safety concerns
0: or, again,
1: just
2: discrimination. Right. Yeah. Well, um, and I, I, you had mentioned this earlier, Ryan too, like, yeah, you don't know how pervasive these issues are, or yeah, we only get a certain amount of stories. Data, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> to me, I feel like this is, this is pretty telling, especially with how much it seems like this, this Slack channel has blown up in terms of users in the last, I think it even said year. Um, I don't know if you can find the numbers in that article fits um, about the growth of that Slack channel and just the use of it for that reason. Um, and I, I suppose, as devils, playing devil's advocate, it can be people that uh, enter and, due to personal experience on a fraternity uh, Slack, joining channels just to meme and to just cause just like annoying chaos, or, or people that just genuinely like causing chaos um, and supplying the insurgency um, that are probably joining that Slack channel. I'm not uh, going to discredit that.
1: I 100 members for the channel. Them. Oh, there it is. I can twenty eight hundred.
0: I just don't know. I don't know. It's hard right. to say. Uh, it seems like it's. I mean, that's just normal though. Like employee organizing to me mostly is what that seems like, which is pretty much always a good thing. Yeah, because it's right. that, yeah. I because lo- that kind of organizing too doesn't suffer from the uh, sketchiness that unions can fall to. mm Hmm. Like, that kind of organizing usually has its purpose and ends up where it needs to go. Right.
1: Mm. Well, speaking of cool engineering and purpose, the next article we have for you is super cool. Oh, that (laughs) transition. I mean... I, There's one thing did.
0: we don't get to good, at. It, it's
1: <laughs> We need, we need to, we need to move on. We are already going an hour and nineteen minutes here, so uh, we have, a, we have a little bit more to cover, and uh, we should be able to hopefully hit these relatively quickly. Anyway, this is really cool. Uh, a surgically implanted brain stimulation device could help treat severe depression and or depression. Not depression. Impression. Ah. I still have impressions stuck in my head from uh, the Facebook An impression
2: that Uh, decreases depression.
1: Yeah, there you go. But anyway, um, a surgically implanted device that costs about $40,000 stimulates the brains at at certain times during the day and would wind up reducing the uh, effects of depression, which, yes.
2: I want to take the first take on this just because... Go ahead. Yeah. Um, even though I'm pretty aggressive with taking first takes sometimes this, I definitely would like to speak on cause I'm pretty sure I've also mentioned this before, um, on the podcast once or twice. Um, as soon as I read this, the first thing I thought of was, and like he hasn't gotten enough free press on this article on this podcast. Oh my God. Elon Musk was right. Last year at, um, one of his companies, um, neural, Neural, neuro, Neuralink, something. Neuralink. Thank you. Uh, he unveiled essentially what is exactly this device and just mentioned that it's possible that it could potentially be used for this exact purpose. To me, this just totally validates the technology, well, Elon Musk's company, and just the the, the method. And to that point, it was theorized at the, at the time that this could be done. And it's very, it's very uh, simplistic. This study is very simplistic. And that claim was bold. And that was a year ago in October, last October. A year later, we have a study showing that works. To me, this, this excites me more than anything else that, and we talk about how technology can ruin people's lives all the time take away all of their privacy, like today. This gives me hope that not only are we turning the corner on advances in medicine and um, treatments for diseases, but that technology can legitimately help and improve people's, um, you know, th- their lives. That it, it just validated everything he had said that everyone last year had either laughed at, looked at him or just, discredit him for
1: interesting it, it
2: personally this article blew my balls off <laughs> that's the first article in a long great time message.
1: great that's great blown, message
2: that's blow my mind it's blown my mind it, it like <laughs> i i none of you feeling the same way Am I really just that jacked up? Personally? Great
0: message. I'm going to be a stick in the mud for the se- for a second, because that's one of my many it, jobs you're on this the show. Come on. <laughs> that's one of my <laughs> roles on this show, is to be a little bit of a stick in the mud. It, um, it,
1: your role is essentially to be my
0: perfect foil, which you are.
1: <laughs> why, why do you think I asked both of you guys to come on?
0: No, but I it, t- it's less shocking to me, because I've known about a similar uh, technology for a long time. Uh, one of... It's considered a more last resort thing, I guess, because it doesn't always work.
1: But they, they do mention known for that. A
0: long, yeah, we've known for a long time. One of the treatments for depression is there's a way of stimulating your brain with electricity, where I guess they just shave your head, they attach things to the right spot, and they get or they might have to go in your skull. I can't remember. I can't quite remember, but basically, this is a treatment that has existed for. Oh. Uh, I can't give you the timeline. I want to say a decade where so they new. run electricity. Yeah, 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 it's not like it's old or anything. It's fairly new, but they run electricity through your brain. And sometimes that helps as like a long-term solution to some forms of depression. And this seems like the continuation of that, obviously to like, I guess the next level where if that didn't fully fix it, but it fixed it for a little bit, it might be able to continually fix this.
1: Yeah. I, I definitely think this is some. Uh, a- something that's oh go ahead sorry oh no 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 my
0: last bit is I'm always sketched out by anything that gets put in someone's brain okay I expected that alrighty uh... (laughs) I'm all uh, listen I'll start bringing like a roll of tinfoil to my desk when we do this so I could put it on but there you go yeah that would be be an appreciated problem it'd be funny that would be funny (laughs) it'd be a good bit but uh, sure. yeah, it hey, is cool. I like it. I like the idea, I guess, if it's on a closed circuit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's something that I, I find this fascinating. Um, mainly, not necessarily for the Neuralink reasons that you mentioned, Grislow. I just find this fascinating because um, I'm just hoping that Throughout these projects, throughout these research projects, throughout this this hardware that people are installing in their brain, we are starting to understand more about how the brain works. And yeah. just the, the more we can understand about the thing that does our thoughts, the more we can understand about how we are the way we are and how diseases happen and how you develop your brains and how all, all of this stuff that we can't understand right now like as as that becomes more and more clear like like think about where neurosurgery and any form of brain treatment has come in the last like i don't know 50 years 60 years and how we're able to save people who have major strokes or major um brain damage um and are able to um I, I wouldn't say live a, a normal life, but a better life than they would have lived without the treatments that we've been developing. And I'm hoping that as we continue to nurture this technology, we continue to see it grow. Um, the more we can gain insight into the brain and hopefully cure some of these awful, nasty diseases that take so many people. Yeah. As so, well as early
0: detection for like Alzheimer's and those kind of stuff too.
1: True. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's-
2: As long as this operates similarly to what um, they were speaking of in in an early presentation last year, and it seems very similar, especially with the uh, hardware, uh, the electrodes being inserted into a portion of their brain to uh, incur electrical stimuli and um, effectively either suppress or change the electrical, uh, overall electrical signals in that area of the brain that cause those problems. Um, Yeah, it seems very similar. And um, yeah, I'm hopeful, and it seems like it's hopeful that it can be used and applied in other situations considering they were trying to do um, like epilepsy research and suppression with this ah. and found that it would actually uh, prohibit or uh, stop lessen the or stop completely the effects of um, you know depression.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah.
0: It's and it makes me helpful. Yeah. For, oh, for, for sure. now it's a lot more expensive than Uh, The other form of it, which is, I can't remember what it is. It's like, I want to say it's like two weeks to a month worth of like electrotherapy, Mm. something like that. That's like the old way of doing it. I guess this is something you'd put in your head. I think Mm -hmm. it'd be probably a more extreme
1: situation to want that. Right. They said it's about $40,000.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Their their, their unit,
1: their version. Right.
0: Well, I'm, yeah. Right, I've said my piece. There you go. Well, yeah, I'll I'll save my uh, what do you call it? uh Oh, no, what's tinfoil
2: hat conspiracy theories?
0: No, 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 not conspiracy theories. My uh, warnings. I don't know. I'll
1: come up with another word later. You're, yeah, there, there you go. Another the the next story we have for you. I'm very excited to go into this one. Ryan will appreciate it. Uh, I know you were very Can excited. I make the
0: same joke I was making earlier, or no? Uh, Probably not. We'll leave that joke off air. Uh, Just go
2: to town yeah. on this one. I know you're happy about it. I already done this last one.
0: No, no, no. The joke
1: I'll leave off air. No, oh, I, I, yeah, don't no I, don't, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't even know what the joke is, but... Uh, you, you, you do, you do. It's whatever. Uh, anyway, Japan <laughs> broke the world record for the fastest internet speed ever, and they... <laughs> They transmitted 319 terabits per second. That doubled the previous world record for the fastest internet speed of about 7.6 million times faster than the average internet speed in the U.S. This is enough speed to download nearly 80,000 movies in a second. Um, yeah, and they use uh, fiber optic cables. And uh, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty 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 much it. Um, it's fast, very fast. So, um, yeah, it, I I want to see this everywhere. It's so bad. <laughs> I think that's still like 39
0: terabytes a second. It's a terabits. Yes,
1: yeah, So 319 right? so divide by eight. Divide by eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I got like 39 ish, almost 40 terabytes a second, which yeah. is
1: terabytes
0: oh. per second that's that's like I wonder what every book ever written I wonder how many bytes that
1: is well let's see um I'm gonna do some napkin math (laughs)
0: Because, like the way I'm thinking of this right now is like you could transmit all of human knowledge in like three seconds flat like to put that into perspective it's gotta be more than that
1: So, um, just to put it into perspective, much more the size of the print collections at the um, Library of Congress. Like, if you took all of the print books and put them into a drive, it would be ten terabytes. That seems surprisingly slow or low.
0: No, with this, or at least what I'm reading, this is Cora, so, you know, whatever, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, let's see. The entire British library, which is the largest in the world, is 14 terabytes.
1: So let's... If you, obviously, if you cut out the illustrations. So you could transmit the entirety of the library in roughly two seconds. No, in like half a second. Three hundred divide, so it's like forty terabytes a second, right? Yeah, and it's Oh, duh, I did my math wrong. That's why. So, and bad le- at math. Seconds, that's the entire British Library. So
0: let's just double it to be safe and say, yeah, you can transmit every book ever written every second, <laughs> <laughs> excluding illustrations, obviously.
2: I see this article in the same light and re- frame o- reference frame as I do with things that are more my speed um, in terms of technology, for example, battery technology, more specifically, mobile battery technology. Um, it's amazing that they're able to do this, and I'm not going to take that away from them at all. Let me just say that now. But... There it is. And this is a big, big but. How much money does this system cost? Yes. Who is it available to? Yes. And and when is it going to be actually available, if ever, to the masses or literally everyone on the planet that has an internet connection? Because to me, the way I look at this is this. It's amazing, but it's theory. And they've proven it in a very special circumstance. And it's strictly for research purposes.
1: Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. It's practically.
2: A, it has no effect on the general population
0: in the near future. Practically, you might be able to wire a supercomputer through super high speed connections but other than that i have i don't have a use case and i don't even know it's if like quantum computing fast for
2: it. It, it's exactly like quantum computing except quantum computing has had more runtime and is a bit more i don't even know if accessible is the right word to use but there's more time and research and examples of quantum computers it's still not available to the masses. And there's still a good amount of time. Probably has a better use case. But but ah uh, What what are you saying? The supercomputers have a better use case than super so, no
0: quantum. So
1: also just to be At fair. At the very
0: least, true random number in true, ra- true randomness is a very good use case. Right. I think they're they're two very I think they're very separate. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying I think that yeah. one I can think. I, of... I, I
2: think, and because they do two very different things, and it's yeah. two different instances of tech, um, it's hard to come. It's like apples to oranges, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. Also, just yeah. quick side note: uh, this they transmitted this over eighteen hundred miles of cable. Granted, it was all in a in a spool sitting there, but it was eighteen hundred miles worth of fiber optic. So it's still not bad. Yeah. That's to,
0: uh,
1: really it, long. It's, it's even
2: more experimental. I mean, it like. You can't get more controlled than
1: I have an entire spool of 1,800... What was it? 1,800 miles.
2: 1800 miles? Miles.
1: Wait, hold on. Yes. Here, here, question, here's the next immediate
2: pic- follow-up question is, how big is that spool and how big are the...
1: I mean, granted, this is probably only showing part of it. And also, we have no 18- frame of reference. But and probably probably looks like this is Did someone make a typo so it's again 1800 it's miles on paper
2: and in a study very impressive but again at least in terms of my take on this and my opinion on this i to say it very simplistically i don't care <laughs> i don't care until it it has an impact on consumers and the general population
1: here, here's Did their. make a typo. Here's their piper or paper piper their over piper. a distance of three thousand and one kilometers. So yeah, thereabouts. That's so far. Yes, that's
0: like from North Carolina to Indiana, seven hundred. So that's most of the way to the from east to west coast. If you took a straight line, obviously, but
1: that's I mean, insane. yeah, that's, that's that's so far. <laughs> Granted fiber optics, it's the speed of light. And like it's controlled. That might be what's letting
0: them do it actually. The length.
2: Incredibly, it's like you can't you can't do much more to to keep error and outside influence
0: out of it. Well the length might be what's Loctite. Here's me spouting a random theory. That long distance might be what's letting them get
1: that speed. It says in this demo, because they have, they use multiple bands.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They use right. multiple here's different bands. No, no, no. They put them together at the end of the source. Still, here's the, my theory, the right? No, that no. That kind like, of distance. Like multiple mean... wavelengths and uh, transmissions. Oh, they're yes. yeah.
0: doing it in. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. They to, That's they fine. To, yeah.
1: They had, to, they, had to, they had to parse them out
0: at the source and sure. then put them together. My. Other, at at the other end receiving one of my theories anyway is that that distance might be to their advantage right Hmm. because it's a fiber optic so you're encoding everything in light which i think the charitable way to describe light is faster than we can imagine Hmm. that's the strong way of putting it but it's very very fast so maybe by adding that extra length they actually end up giving their transistors more time to react to like every pulse. That's a wild theory. I didn't read the paper. In, so oh
1: yeah, I, I'm gonna have to read the p- the paper in more detail. But it looks like that's what just a random theory. It looks like what they're doing is they changed the arrangement in which they actually transmitted the data. They have more more distinct fiber cross sections. It looks like. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah. entirely sure though, but from. Um, Some- yeah, there's there's From four there are four fiber optic cores, so yeah,
2: yeah. What they did was they they essentially instead of sending everything as is, they just pieced it apart, and in that way they are able to obtain these crazy fast trans uh, transmission speeds. My question is, um, what? <laughs> What's the parsing or how long does the parsing out and the piecing back together, uh, portion of that happen? Cause yeah, you could transfer the entire, uh, British library and, um, Twice. the, 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 what was it, the, con- the congressional.
1: Yeah. The library, library, Congress. Congress. There library you go. Congress.
2: Thank you. You would do it really quickly. If, if, you, if that's how you, if that's the method, but the, the, the piecing apart and putting together portions of all of that data the two ends of the this that they they didn't mention um i think are more important
1: yeah i i agree with you and i i think that it's definitely one of those things where um we will we will have to see about what what comes from that too and how uh if they're gonna they're gonna do that like it's pretty cool. Like, um, it's going to take a while to process, but I just like the transition.
2: That's when you, you introduced your crazy uh,
0: quantum computers. No, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's when that really comes in handy.
0: Kinda. I don't know. I if would that say quantum... more so
2: than a standard computer to process all that data.
0: Quantum isn't necessarily faster. Is the thing it just has more like states to work with. Right. It's very strange. Like quantum computer right now i imagine is like sending the entire computer science industry into like a headache yes yeah because trying to figure out how to work with this new state
1: instead of zero and one you could have like 0. 0.6 or 0. 0.4 like yeah, yeah. It, it's it throws everything out trying head. To,
0: exactly trying to get that into like a workable format to create new programs and stuff i imagine it's a nightmare but true randomness is great right <laughs> That's what's really cool, I think, about it is just true randomness.
1: Well, you know, uh,
2: I don't know if you talk to anyone on the uh, the Tesla software team that deals with uh,
0: autopilot.
2: True randomness is not their their best friend.
0: Well, well, yeah, I'm not for that, but for things like say data encryption and decryption, it's really cool to have that because it's. I don't, I don't want to go into the long explanation, but
1: computers don't generate random numbers they're not capable of it right well anyway um, you know what else uh, phones aren't capable of uh, save what's that uh, what? being anonymous uh, and uh, a new study revealed that iPhones aren't as private as you think once again somewhat of an oversensationalized headphone or headline um, but long story short um. I think there the was subhead a,
0: is probably the better.
1: Yeah, the subheader is yeah, from it. Yeah. Android phones collect more data by volume, but iPhones collect more types of data that a new study finds. So basically, what wound up happening is some researchers, um, I, I forget where they were at. it's a, said it's Trinity University, I believe, um, basically set up what's called a man-in-the-middle attack. And what they do with that is they basically take a... Phone and a laptop run a software called Wireshark on that laptop. And what they do is they simulate as if the laptop is a Wi Fi network. So they connect the phone to the Wi Fi network and basically record any of the traffic that comes from the phone going out through the laptop. So what they did with this study is they basically figured out hey, Um, Android phones collect a lot more data by volume, but iPhones collect a lot more data by data type. So, excuse me. It says, even when iPhone users stayed logged out of their Apple account, the iPhone sent identifying cookies to iCloud, Siri, the iTunes store, Apple's analytics servers, while the phone was idle. It sent information about near nearby devices sharing the same Wi-Fi network as well, which I find this mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, on Android, they do the same thing, excuse me, um, but every, like, 20 minutes, basically. Um iPhones do this with or without you being logged in. Um, same thing with Android. But the thing that I found interesting is they, they were very similar in what, what was coming back and forth between um, the datas. Uh, the Apple phones generally had had more stuff. They, they went a little bit more with that. More types. Exactly. More types. Um, more information on the devices that were coming through. Uh, other devices on your network, all of the stuff like that. Um, but when the researchers tried to approach Apple on it, um, they didn't reply. So, um, yeah.
0: The that, funny part that... is, it says Google replied on Apple's behalf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, I didn't. I didn't notice it says that. Says Google said your estimates are incorrect because you're not taking into account data returned to the phone from uh, their servers apple servers hmm. that was google's statement on apple's behalf which was strange yeah
2: <laughs> that is strange I, I didn't see that they responded on their behalf um but i, I did see that um not, they didn't respond outright um, just to correct
0: myself real quick on behalf probably not the best wording of it commented on the discrepancies between the amount okay is a better way of saying sure. that Sure. To be honest with you,
2: my first thought when I hear that Apple sending more types of data than Androids and that it's tied to the user and people in the network, I have a feeling it's got to do specifically with Apple and their ecosystem of products Ooh, that they create for that probably. ecosystem and that it has to talk to each other. Things like Find My iPhone, right, are always on um, and enabled um, and they work. If your phone gets pinged, it turns on, has a connection. Um, that's my first, uh, and not to mention that there are a lot of uh, families um, that have shared accounts, things like that. And because it's like a big tied ecosystem, that that's why you're seeing a lot of that. I'm not trying to defend Apple. I'm just trying to give a reason potentially why. Um, that was my first thought.
1: Um, yeah, and, and they- I don't
2: know if they don't want to comment on it because they don't want to comment on how iCloud works. Especially with there being a lot of hot discussion recently about um, privacy with iCloud and the CSAM um, stuff. So I wonder if they didn't want to even get into that because of the CSAM pushback. Um, but that was my first uh, initial reaction after hearing that, you know, the, 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 the data that the
0: uh, My guess found. on why they didn't comment is just because uh two reasons one anything you say can and will be used against you yeah and two just by commenting on it you kind of blow up the story a little more right uh i don't find i don't find
1: it terribly surprising yeah not at all
0: uh i'm not yeah. hugely i'm not hugely surprised apple collects a decent chunk of data on their users we've all known google does it for years part of that is though because android's an open source system mostly right I think that they might have closed off a couple things recently just because of stuff Google's done. I'm not quite sure on that. I don't spend all my time looking up the Android uh, APK and all that. But, uh, yeah, uh, to me, I don't know. This justifies stuff that I've said for a while, which probably should make me take a second look at this anyway. But I'm not surprised that they collect just about as much. Uh, I... I don't, I don't know if Apple shares it as much as Google does or if they keep it for their own like personal uses, like recommending apps and whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm. I I mean, I'm not. hmm sure. their big
2: privacy push is not to let other people access your data, yeah. even if they have access to it.
1: I may I may do sure. one of those uh, like a like a data dump, like one of the ones that you could get th- because of GDPR. Um, do one of those data dumps from like Apple or Google or something like that and may- see what they got. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. Who, who knows? But yeah, you just use a lot of words and acronyms that I don't understand.
2: But if it's in the name of research in this podcast, in the name of Tech Talk Nation, you go for it because you do that.
1: All righty. Thank you. Yeah, basically you. because of the European laws, uh, the, the manufacturers and these uh, companies have to give you all of the data they have on you. Uh, in, in it, some, something that you could get it pretty easily. Um, so, who knows? Maybe we can see what Apple's I mean, just logging. speaking
0: of that, though, next week we might be able to... We'll see if the EU has their USB-C uh, oh, enforcement right. going through or not. But that's a next week story. I don't think they've passed anything Is, yet.
2: I thought that was already official.
0: Did that get passed?
2: I thought that... I didn't realize... I... It, when I read the article and I, I looked at the news, I was under the impression that it was either going to pass or it already did pass. And I could be wrong about one or both of those things.
0: I know they proposed it. I don't know if they passed it. Uh... And I had to do
2: the same research for when I was looking at the um, it was a UK's proposal. mandate on uh, electrical vehicle chargers and new uh, businesses yeah. and homes.
0: They definitely. I know they proposed it about eleven days ago. Yeah, that which is actually. We're kind of getting off the topic here. I don't know if we want to switch over to this topic or not, but. But we'll, we'll keep. This a... wasn't in our original topic. Yeah, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll keep an eye on that one. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But one yeah, thing. Yeah, back to the topic at hand or next the whatever. next we'll, we'll go to our, our last topic for tonight so you may yes. be this is going to be very fun oh i remember my first take on this
2: <laughs> Ryan, you and i can just smile we can end the podcast happy
0: and not arguing okay but much like you know how people choose to interact with content on facebook
1: i like being mad <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Okay, so... I can't have one little bit of
2: happiness.
1: No. Oh, jeez. Anyway, the last article we have for you tonight, I've... Grislow sent this one in, and I am so happy uh, because we are all huge college football fans. We are all huge Boston Dynamics fans. We are all huge Spot Robot fans. What happens and engineering fans? fans, What happens when you combine all three? You get one heck of a halftime show. So, um, good old Mizzou engineering here uh, posted a video of Spot the robot dog performing at halftime at their game last weekend. Can you blow that up here? Let me let me blow that up here. Um, Here, let's see. This should work. Oh. I lo- this is just, <laughs> yeah. He's going going to town, little guy. Uh, you go. He's moonwalking. He can't even moonwalk. There you go.
2: I love this. Well, I love
1: this. It's a it's a good feel good story. It's a good feel good and... story. I love it.
2: Fitz, I'm sorry, I cut you off.
1: Oh no worries, yeah. Uh, I have a point that I will uh, drive home a little later. So, what what's your guys' takes on this? What, what do you think, Ryan?
2: Take it down before I pull it back up.
1: I'll let take you. Take what down?
0: Oh, absolutely. The moon. Uh, I know perfect. you're gonna kill it. Oh yeah, no, that's what we are for. Uh, this is a gross waste of taxpayer money and of uh, tuition money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that robot was my first hit. Robot dog moonwalk.
0: I don't know if it is a fact. That's uh, what I was actually just well, looking into where they got the dog from.
1: Uh let me see.
0: Cause if they I, just had,
1: I had the dog do some
2: research on that as well, by the way. Um I don't know if it was a university purchased um or if it was a unit that Boston Dynamics uh gave them. What I do know is that well, I guess we didn't mention this yet, but um Okay the, it's the mizzou engineering department was essentially working on this all semester and they've been coding the robot with steps and and dance moves and things like that um so they've been working on this since whatever uh middle of august um so this wasn't like a recent like last three weeks thing
1: so it it had for a while it does say in one of the articles the name spot is a production name for all four of the robots on MU's campus uh so uh Mizo has four of them and uh so they own it. Yeah. yeah. And sure. th- my question is. Or wait, that's Whoa, sorry. Wait, wait. Sorry, boy, that's that's oh, one.
2: Pronounce that school again.
1: I'm not going to now. <laughs> but Mizo, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was I was like, I I think my my Chicago came out there. Uh anyway, yeah. uh it says this 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 article is kind of confusing. It says the name Spot is a production name for all four of Boston Dynamics robots on the MU campus. The other three robots are owned by the power company Ameren, which operates a nuclear power plant nearby. Like that. That they must
2: they must own some
1: as a company as a the some, university. Yeah, it's some... a product
2: just like iPhone, right?
1: Yeah. Exactly. So or interesting. Pixel. Yeah. That's um,
2: there's two ones two that I sent by the way. You you must be looking at the more recent one. There's one from before the game. That was before. Um, where they just talked about oh
1: um that has the tweet in it about the, uh, the
2: video.
1: No, the 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 old one it from October 1st and then you sent me the one on October 3rd here. This, yeah, there's one yeah, on mashable yeah. from October 3rd, yeah. Let yeah, and just... that is the it has the, the video in it and I thought it it kind of
2: made it more clear that they owned it maybe or not no unfortunately maybe it made it made it maybe made it a little more um ambiguous
0: if this was purchased by the engineering school for the point of education and someone just had a fun idea and they loaned it out for a day i'm fine if this was purchased for them to use at the halftime show another purpose, I'm furious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I can I can get behind and that if it sentiment.
0: Was, if it was a loner, fine. I'm good with that. You know.
2: Yeah, actually, you know what? I'll take. I'm gonna take the exact opposite stance here. Um, and Go for it.
0: This is exactly
2: what I'm gonna say. Um, and I have a good amount of um, of uh, of an audience here that I can pull that can help me make my point here. Uh Um, it's no surprise Uh, and it's it's been very public that we attended or, or currently attend a certain university in in Indiana. And, uh, I think I was actually talking about, uh, this earlier yesterday, Fitz, when we were back at homecoming on campus. Um, the university gets a ton of money from the, well, the state government to fund itself. If it has enough money to fund itself, it can use that money and any other grant money towards anything they want. And I don't know the situation of Mizzou, that can certainly speak for Purdue and I can say this. They could have funded a hundred spot robots with all the projects that they have going on right now. Infrastructure projects, building projects, things that they, I personally don't think they need. A one point something or more million dollar extra uh, arch in the front, on the other side of campus, just because? not necessary in my opinion Absolutely uh, what's more necessary to you would be housing students um well for daddy daniels if you're watching this and i don't know if you are um i'm sorry but this is making my point driving at home though if mizzou operates the same way as purdue and they have money to spend why not spend it i think and i'll let you guys i'll let you guys prove me wrong I think putting it towards something like this is much better than putting it towards some pointless infrastructure projects or, or other things they could put their money towards, right?
1: I'm going to take your point a I'll step go further.
0: Steps. Oh, I'll go 10 steps back from where you guys so <laughs> are, don't worry. Okay. I want to hear both of these cuz I'm You're interested. about
1: to I'm about to invoke
0: Romania. That's how this <laughs> is about to work. Uh-oh.
1: Get ready for it. Who's going first? No, he's going first. Okay, I'll go. I'll go one step I'm forward. okay with being outnumbered. And say, um, at that point, why don't you just build your own? Uh, I don't know. Build your own hardware like a real engineering school would. Okay, but that would have that MIT would have an, an educational purpose.
2: Company, so like, like, I
1: could justify that
0: though. That would have an educational purpose Correct. involving students in that. Yes. that so has we'll... a purpose.
2: He's gone run, the
0: complete discretionary route.
2: I will one up you by saying, why reinvent the wheel? Why reinvent? Not to mention, they are the the, the point of, of these robots is also trying to figure out what they can do, and <laughs> and, and this is in effect like a, a, a case study. So I understand there's a, definitely a benefit there. They had to learn how to code it and and, and make it move a certain way. Like they had to position. They also had to figure out how to position people in the field around a robot. Who knew exactly where he was going and what he was for it? What where it knew where it was going
1: and what it was doing? It's moonwalking um, in the middle of a field, like yeah, I know, it's amazing. <laughs> like, okay, I understand. Like, yes, you're that. That's cool and everything, but at, at a point, what becomes the educational value of reinventing the wheel? Let's design a robot that can moonwalk on the fifty-yard line You've of the football missed this stadium. Point.
0: He's gone complete discretionary already. Okay, No, no, okay. no.
2: The engineering school was the ones, the students, who were recognized, who did the help, they worked on it. Correct. It wasn't like they they hired Boston Dynamics to do this for them. They took the robot and the hardware and the software and... So made something of it with,
0: I love it with my yeah, very gone so far though, that I have plenty of room to work. What One
1: last, so. one last point. Okay. My, my last point on this is from my understanding, based on several Michael Reeves videos of how spot works <laughs> is basically all of the movements and all of the, um, actions that a spot can take are pre-programmed into a Python API that they could just reference and create a script off of. Um, My, my point is if they made their own hardware, they could get the full experience of doing everything from doing the, the physics calculations to um, making a a machine that will literally moonwalk rather than just telling a machine that already knows how to, how to do it. Great word. So, at the, you know the same time, though, I mean, that, I, I, to get it to move?
2: I, I feel like that invalidates a lot of things, like, and in, in, in effect, uh, projects that uh, university students take on. And in effect, also says, unless you do something fully by yourself and not use any outside technology, you fabricate everything yourself, you're not creating a worthwhile Oh, no, there, there in, is a. In, in,
1: There's a full. I I don't know if I can get behind that. There's a huge benefit to to doing things yourself, but it's one of those things where, I mean, I I could see their point where is it fiscally responsible? Is it financially responsible? Is it educationally responsible to do these things by itself? Like, do these things from the ground up. But if it's just an excuse for them to get a robot, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, to your, to your point of a, a, a
2: university that knows they're doing to, to make their own thing, I'm not trying to talk down here. Let me be very clear. Um, but this didn't come out of a university with oh, a no. top 10, 11,
1: 12 ranked nationally program. Hey, I'm, I'm not detracting from the fact at all. It was cool as heck to see. That is for but sure. But to the point,
2: yes, it's amazing. That's awesome.
1: Now,
0: please ruin the fun, Ryan. Absolutely. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. oh gone full di- You just went full discretionary with, like, oh, yeah, they should buy 10 of these. No.
2: Well, I, did, I didn't say they should buy more.
0: You said I'd be fine if they bought 10 of them. That's a direct quote from you, not 10 minutes ago.
2: I'm not sure if that was confused with we could An buy 10 of never them forgets. and had the money to.
0: Here, but, here's my okay. whole thing, right? Uh, college is stupid expensive and it really shouldn't be and it really doesn't have to be and it's unnecessary expenditures like this that cause those types of things it's like the constant building of needless buildings we don't need these arches everywhere we don't need like we don't need most of the stuff that gets built on a college campus that's why things are so stupidly expensive if you mm-hmm. look at another country like for example Romania that's where I was getting at that because I used the long story is I used to play video games with the Romanian guy uh, <laughs> uh yeah, yeah i talked about him with this a couple times when you look at a school there a uh, school there is dirt cheap it's because they have classrooms and then they have whatever labs are necessary and that's it they don't have anything else that's all they have they have the necessary things for an education and you pay more if you have to use more so like medical students pay more because they need access to labs they need access to cadavers when they're learning, like, how bodies work. And I, I imagine engineering people would pay more as well to have access to, like, expensive electrical pieces and stuff like that. It's the minimum of what you need to have in an education, and it makes education affordable. And it's unnecessary expenditures of money on arches, on four dogs for a halftime show. All that stuff makes money go way up, and it makes college so expensive. And money that gets made off college football never gets passed back to like the college to make it cheaper for the students.
2: I would like to counter with one or two points. Mm -hmm. Um, as an example, um, Purdue has froze their tuition now for an entire decade, um, 10 years. So the cost to the students has not gone up. Um, also, um, speaking and you're an engineer as well. Um, we have extra costs as well as the other specialized majors, pro flight, whatever, yep. um, that are associated with our education that those students do not pay, but we sure. have to because we need specific resources, labs, equipment, whatever. Um, so we, we do that. There are universities that already do that in the United States. Maybe not no. all of them, but they already do that. I also am not sure if it's fair to compare universities in two different Countries? It's not.
0: That's not why. It's not completely fair. That's why I didn't bring actual cost into it. I was speaking more abstractly because different value. Because yeah, because there's a lot but of that I can tell that, you that
2: work itself into your end your end uh, price. Yeah.
0: I'm I mean, a listen. Prospect. I'm very much a bare bones person. A lot of the stuff that colleges end up investing in and spending money on, to me. Looks like a complete waste, and like yes, tuition is frozen, but it is frozen above forty grand a year. Like it's not like it's a trivial amount of money. It's not like it's frozen at like ten grand a year. It's frozen Thank at you. forty. Uh, a little over twenty you, grand a
2: semester. Are you sure it's probably not more closer to. It, and this would be for in-state students, but like be 38. 30 a year. I, for
1: in-state I,
0: students, like 12.
1: Yeah, it's, it's relatively affordable for an in-state student who's staying yeah. not at not on campus. It's, it's yeah, what I, I would consider relatively affordable.
2: Yeah, we have a skewed perception of anything, too, because we all studied out-of-state.
0: Sure, but they also have, uh, what do you call it, quotas for out-of-state students able to be able to fund the university properly.
2: And I mean, the other thing, too, though, it was part of my argument, which I think needs to be explained, maybe, is that we either get we, we get the money to use or it just doesn't get put right. to anything. Don't use so it. Me, so, so, in effect, it, they, they do need to come up with ways to spend the money. And, yes, there are projects oh, they that shouldn't. they take on. They shouldn't are...
0: spend the money. They should hold on to it or they should not spend it at all. That's, the that's the... ever float that. Right. Right. That's well, the well, problem. On,
2: though, but there, there, are, there are things that they need to do. And, and, uh, and in my specific example, Purdue, and it's not a secret, they need more student housing. They don't need to redo what they have right now. They might need to, but they need more. Like, that's, that's just the bottom dollar. So the fact that they're putting up, and pre- before working on housing, have been making fluff projects and um, beautifying campus is all great. That doesn't help. No, it's not um, But again, they, just if they, spending it it the... they lose it. And so what else are they going to do? I, I, I'm not right. I'm not entirely defending them, I suppose. Um, but that's just how that works. And, mm-hmm. and to your point or to, to to your argument you made and you already admitted this. Lose it. Um, I'm not sure. And I'm not sure if you're sure if that's especially the case with the Romanian school or system of schools you're thinking of where they have this big amount of funding. They use it or they lose it and
0: they either don't use listen, it or they use funded. it
2: very sparingly.
0: I can tell you it's state funded. They have the way it works is literally you have classrooms and offices and that's it. You have the bare and labs and all that
1: stuff too. You have the bare bones of what you need to actually give someone an education. Well, Gentlemen, I am sure we could talk about this for hours on we end. Can. I can, argue. but <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoy arguing.
0: Happy, I could be here all night. night. I love. I am going
1: to. Mind. I'm going to end on a happy Happiness note today. Overrated. We're gonna. We're gonna.
2: Moonwalk. Moonwalk.
1: We're gonna Happiness watch that. Overrated. We're gonna watch that again. That that was fun. Can we watch that again? Thank you. That's like look That's at it. It's just going. Look at,
2: look at it. He's just. I mean, he does a little booty shake. He does a little shimmy
1: there he goes yeah look at him he's going to town and then he just spirts around and moonwalks.
2: <laughs> Brian, ryan answer me this how could you watch this video not twice over and just have a negative view i be let's be positive this is so cool like as an injury student yourself by the way um I, I think this is very interesting and encouraging um, to see that universities are trying to give their students more exposure to new technology and um, and, and new products. Not every university has a spot. Um, they're, they're hard to get, and they're very expensive. Um, so the fact that one uh, uh, engineering um, school was able to get a hold of one and do something really neat with it, um, I think it's pretty cool. And by the way, since we haven't really figured the answer out, who's to say this—that they bought it for this purpose, but they have it and now they can use it for other things?
0: Versus your question: How versus, I cannot versus, be versus happy. The
2: two the other possibilities where they've had it and now for a bit, and now this is the purpose at this point in time, or um, they, they they truly did buy it for this one opportunity, and that's it.
0: How can I be unhappy? Four simple words $28
1: trillion in debt. All righty. So, (laughs) all righty. Well, with that, uh, we. Hope you had a wonderful night tonight. Um, we had fun talking about some of the most recent tech news. Make sure to follow us on our social media uh, with the escapades at Facebook today. You know, you can't uh, fully trust Facebook or Instagram. So uh, follow our Twitter at uh, what? Tech Talk Nation with an S. And uh, yes, there right. we go. Yes. So follow us on Twitter. And uh, when Facebook decides to uh, work again, maybe take a look at us on one of those unless they go down again. So uh, with that, we hope you have a wonderful night tonight and join us next week for more Tech Talk Nation. Have a good one, guys.
0: Bye, everyone. I'll be just as argumentative every week. Thank you for listening to Tech Talk Nation. Tune in next week for more discussion on the latest in tech.